It's the tip of the spear in the epic battle to defend the United States of America. The National Security Hour exposes the wolves in sheep's clothing and their nefarious plots to undermine and destroy U.S. national security. Welcome to the National Security Hour. I'm Ed Huglin, your host for this evening. Today, we're going to talk about the hell that's here and the hell that's coming in preparing for the 2024 elections. I'm doing this before the new year here because the primaries in the different states will start. But more importantly, we really need to start planning ahead. And as a matter of fact, we already should have our strategy, our plan, our policies in place. But unfortunately, we do not. So on the conservative side of the fence, that's one of the major, major issues we've always had is we've never been able to have a cohesive strategy, a set of policies, and a narrative that goes with it. But on the left, the far left, they perpetually plan, they do have a strategy, and they engage with their allies like China, Iran, and Russia to undermine and subjugate America. Now, Today, I'm going to talk about the hell is here, the hell is coming. Before I do, let's recap what I talked about in a prior episode. In that prior episode, I talked about conservative suicide of success in the upcoming elections in 2024. I talked at length about abortion and how the Republicans basically committed suicide by continually pressing this issue. I talked about race, and I talked about religion and rights. The key to each of these areas in the upcoming election is if you're going to address them, you have to address them with the proper narrative. On abortion, the real issue there has always been federal versus state rights. So move the discussion from the emotional, which we've lost to the left, to the logical. Practice what you preach. Teach. Educate. Don't dictate to people like a liberal as to what they should do or how they should act. Convince them through demonstration and through education. Okay? Emotional. Move from the emotional to logic and facts. On race, as I've talked about numerous times on this program, don't get trapped in the big lie. The big lie is that there's only one group of people who are in poverty and only one group of people being affected by poverty. And that is black Americans. Well, that's wrong. And it's a race bait. It's an emotional bait that's used by the far left on a continued basis. But as I said in my last episode on this topic, if we compare 1959 to 2021 census, in 1959, there were 10 million blacks below the poverty line. That was 55% of the population. To now, in 2021, 8.5 million. 19.5%, despite a threefold increase in numbers. What many people don't understand is that the number of whites in poverty in 1959 was 28 million. Today, that number is 25 million. Okay, it went from 18% to 10%. What's interesting about this is that despite the six decades from 1959 to now, the number of people below the poverty line in the United States has pretty much remained the same for both blacks and whites. So if you're going to address this issue, speak to the facts, 
Because if we were a racist nation, those numbers would be skewed significantly. But the liberals use this topic as a hammer for the uneducated, naive Republicans who don't understand how to control and react to that false narrative by telling the truth, by speaking to the facts and asking the basic question that this isn't a black and white issue. This is a poverty issue. And why aren't we addressing this as a whole? Because the policies that are causing that same number of blacks and whites below the poverty line six decades ago and today are policies driven by the far left on religion and rights. Women, children, families, constitutional, et cetera, are all targeted for collapse. Okay, a push to normalize single parents, indoctrinization of our children, the pushing of transgenderism, grooming, taking over women's sports, women's bathrooms, the weaponization of the state to label parents as domestic terrorists, looking to Catholic churches <clears throat> as enemies of the state, and the lockdowns. So ask yourself in the upcoming elections, who's protecting by removing your rights? Again, move from the emotional to the logical and facts. And that's a quick recap of the prior episode. So today, we're going to take a look at the hell that's here. Before and after Trump, we'll look at, you know, there's Bidenomics. There's a state of energy, a state of U.S. security, the state of world security. Who is compromised, complicit, and criminal? I'll give you one guess. And why do we have a weaponized two-tiered justice system? And then we'll take a look at the hell that's coming. America's Armageddon. Terrorism. Taxes. Illegals. This is a tsunami of taxes and impacts across health care, education, social services, <clears throat> and increased inflation that we're only now starting to see and realize that hypocrites like Mayor Adams up in New York is then trying to vocalize that yet still not condemn the administration and the far left for what they've done to America. And lastly, the hell is coming. If we fail, if we fail to win in this next election, tyranny is not only at our doorstep, it's already under the tent. If we fail to win this next election here, Americans, of all stripes, of all colors, of all political parties, you will find tyranny in your home, in your house, in your bedroom, okay, and in your workplace. And you've seen it already play out. As I opened previously, an appropriate statement is appropriate here as well, one by Alexander Solzhenitsyn, former Soviet dissident and prisoner in the gulag of the former Soviet Union. His statement was, the price of cowardice will only be evil. The price of cowardice will only be evil. And we must remember that because it's time to stand up. It's time to act. Because if we fail to act in this chance, it may be our final chance, we will be forced into an unfathomable fate. Take a look around the world. I mean, it's China, the dictatorship in Russia, Iran, throughout the Middle East. Okay, this is a perpetual war. It's a cognitive war. It's taking place both domestic as well as globally. And they're allies in it. Their main goal, power, absolute power. And that's where we'll start with the hell this here. Bidenomics itself seems to have faded in terms of the press. The big push to 
pepper the press and tell us, as Janet Yellen said, well, we just have to tell the people how good they should feel and how good the economy really is. Yet everyone understands it's not. And everyone understands that it's in the toilet. Lenin once famously said, taxes and inflation are the best way to kill a bourgeois, the middle class. And he's right. So what's the first thing Biden did in office in the hell that's here? He implemented massive increased spending. He implemented massive lockdowns for subjugation. And with that, he drove inflation through the roof. High interest rates, higher taxes, higher payments for gas, food, all the essentials that you need. And at the same time, at the same time, the national debt went from 23 trillion in just a few short years now to 33 trillion. And this isn't even the last year of his presidency. So you're talking three to four trillion dollars per year in terms of national debt increase. That national debt's gonna have to be paid off sometime by somebody, or the economy will collapse. So we're climbing over two trillion dollars a year, up to four trillion a year. The Bidenomics included selling out our energy independence, subjugation by Middle Eastern countries. And then he went over there to Saudi Arabia, Qatar, and others to beg them to increase production after he basically shut down all U.S. production in our energy independence. Not only that, as we remember, mm-hmm. under Bidenomics, he also is trying to force you through regulations to take away your gas stoves, to take away your gas cars, <laughs> to take away your means of transportation, basically, and your means to heat your home, to feed yourselves. Why is that? because it goes back to subjugation and control. Under U.S. security, our U.S. security is under attack. Under Trump, we had pretty much closed the borders. We we're starting to move towards building the polar wall. And we had agreements with other countries as well as implementation of policies. We were following the law, following the law. Under Biden, we now have nine to 11 million new illegal immigrants in the United States. That's nine cities of 20,000 people each for every state of the union or 180,000 plus people for every state. And when you see people like Mayor Adams frying wine and people in Detroit crying wine about the illegal immigrants coming, you're gonna see it get much worse. You haven't seen the complaints out of the states along the border. Why is that? Because the mainstream media and socialist media have kept it quiet, have covered it up. But the impact is starting to be felt about the tsunami, the tsunami coming our way here. So we move energy independence to subjugation. U.S. security is under attack. (laughs) Not only do we have the 9 to 11 million illegals entering, but 1.6 million of them were gotaways. This means they were aided by the cartels. They got away with the help of the cartels. (laughs) And those gotaways include Chinese military-aged men, Okay, who now have you seen on the national TV lately? You've seen lines and legions of young military age men from China entering the United States and being released. You've seen the same thing with ISIS terrorists and other Arab terrorists and other radical terrorists entering the United States, along with cartel members. This is what Bidenomics and the hell that's here has got us. Despite this, despite this, the Washington, Washington Times reported recently the Senate Democrats are digging in against plans to stop the flow 
of the illegal immigration. Now, in a prior program, I talked about this. There is a cycle of events that happen here. I won't repeat them. Go back and listen to prior broadcasts. But the cycle of events that happen here over the last 70 years, it's repeated time and again about the how the Democrats have brought in numbers of different illegals every five or 10 years and flooded the United States that went to try to get them help, it's welfare stuff, and blamed everyone else's race if you didn't. Okay, this is just a repeated cycle. But the Democrats really, really must hate Americans, especially the poor, especially our disabled and our homeless veterans. Why? How else can you explain letting in the equivalent of 180,000 people per state who are now going to get free health care, free social services, free housing, and free education, all at taxpayer expense. All at taxpayer expense, your expense. Now, those costs haven't sunk in yet. Why? Because you haven't felt them yet. But your states, your schools, your health institutions, your social service elements will all feel this starting next year, even in more dramatic fashion, and it'll increase substantially. So they're putting 180,000 people in every state without, remember this, without the necessary infrastructure to support them. So where do you think they're going to go? They're not going to go to the so-called self-anointed elite locations, which I call self-anointed leeches. They're going to go to inner city neighborhoods. They're going to go to poor districts where they can hide and where they could try to find subsistence to live on. But Senator Chris Murray of Connecticut a key Democratic negotiator in this, said the border issue is, get this, a lack of resources to progress, process migrants. There's not a lack of resources to process migrants. They're basically let them walk through the door. There's nothing they're processing. It's catch and release. New York City's Adam, Eric, Eric Adams, as I talked about, also a Democrat, went up on the hill to meet with leaders and officials. To, and he says, to send a really strong message, we need help as a city grapples with the flood of migrants. That's just one city in the United States. And he doesn't even have close to the 180,000 per state. Where do you think the rest of those people are going? They're going to the smaller cities, the inner cities and other places across the United States. Who do you think is gonna pay again? The tsunami of costs are just gonna start. The hell this here? Let's remind you of the illegal bioweapons lab in California. They received 1.3 million from Chinese banks and probably a heck of a lot more. In an article in the Epic Times, it talked about the black market by Chinese bio lab. I've talked about it on this program with Dr. Lehman Young and the voice of Dr. Young on other programs with her as well. This is a warehouse full of, full of biological weapon agents, okay, pandemic agents. And it was in California and was accidentally discovered. The warehouse, meaning it's more of a central depot. Local officials spent months, it said in the article, repeatedly trying to obtain assistance from the CDC, the Center for Disease Control. The CDC refused to speak with them. The CDC actually ended up destroying the evidence. So here you have an illegal bioweapons lab in the United States, millions of illegals flooding the border, a devastating blow in the economy, and continued impacts, and all this thanks to Bidenomics, and that's why it's the hell that's here. 
before I go on further to talk about world security and what's happening in the world security stage related, related to the hell that's here, let me remind you all that all of our shows go to podcasts typically a day after broadcast is heard here on this talk radio program. You can hear them on Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, and iHeart Podcast, and many more. So be sure to subscribe and rate the shows on Apple Contest for me. We'll be right back. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. The Wellness Company's chief medical board designed every supplement and medical protocol with your health in mind. From groundbreaking supplements like the Spike Support Formula to unique care like freedom from Big Pharma. Join a healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interest of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be, with a company that shares your values. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. Cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of death and disability. Lifestyle changes are critical, but you can also support your heart with concentrated nutrients. Healthy Cell created heart and vascular health to support cholesterol and blood pressure with CoQ10, vitamin K2, resveratrol, and soluble fiber. And Healthy Cell's not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow. Get heart healthy. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD for 25% off. Millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of the toxic spike protein. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed their spike support formula to counteract harmful spike protein from COVID-19 and vaccines so you can feel your best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Welcome back to the American Out Loud Talk Radio Network. I'm Ed Huglin, your host for the NAS Security Hour this evening. What we're talking about tonight is the hell that's here and the hell that's coming as it relates to the 2024 elections. I'm going to impart to you some of my insights, my assessments and analysis on what we must consider and what we must do to prepare for these elections. As I left the last segment, we were talking about the black market Chinese bioweapons lab in California. We could talk about these Chinese spy balloons and other things like that. But let's remind you from a world security standpoint, before Biden and after Biden. Before Biden, there were no wars. The wars had ended. Okay, There were no invasions of Ukraine. Obama had let the one, but there were no more invasions of Ukraine. Okay, Now today, what do we have? We have wars in Israel. We have wars with Russia and Ukraine. We're preparing for war with China because we focus on kinetics, not cognitive. And we let Iran, through its surrogates, attack and bomb our troops throughout the Middle East, over 180 different attacks in just the last month. You have the 7th October slaughter of Jews and genocide of Jews in, by Hamas and Israel. And you have the massive demonstrations of Palestinians, students throughout the United States at so-called universities, basically indoctrinization centers. 
So before Trump, everybody talked about we're going to get in war, just like they did with Reagan. Oh, we're going to have a major war, just like they did with Reagan. No wars. There's peace, moving towards additional peace agreements in the Middle East. What happens? The hell that's here? Biden. Military industrial complex gets ramped up. You have multiple wars now. And with this open borders, we have multiple, not only world, but global, as well as U.S. security issues. In an article in the Daily Mail from the U.K., U.S. Congress warns America has little grasp on how deep the Communist Party has infiltrated the United States. Now, Dr. Lee Minyan and I discussed this a number of times in Cognitive Warfare and Unrestricted Warfare on her program, The Voice of Dr. Yen, and also here on the National Security Hour. In this article, it says, China's growing espionage and propaganda threat in the U.S., Congress warns America has little grasp on how deep the Communist Party's influence has infiltrated communities across the United States. China spends billions on the United Front system each year to penetrate and drive operations deep within the United States. The United States has no direct analog, and the U.S. government has struggled to counter the United Front with traditional counterintelligence. <clears throat> and I've talked about this before. The FBI canceled their CIA program under Matt Olson in the National Security Division. They had not re yet replaced it with anything they've told anyone else. We've allowed Chinese police stations throughout the United States. We allowed them to intimidate other Chinese. You can see when uh, China's premier, Xi, visited California. There are thousands of Chinese flags on the streets. There are no American flags. And they let Chinese mobsters, pro-CCP mobsters, beat up, beat up and assault anti-communist, anti-CCP Chinese demonstrators here in the United States. That's what you get in the hell that's here. The article goes on to say the U.S. has little grasp on how deep China's network of espionage runs. The CCP's presence on American soil has already revealed itself in the network of secret police stations in major cities and the little red classrooms in kindergartens as well as the Confucius Institutes and other things. This is the cognitive war that I've talked about on this program for the last year. This is a critical and most existential threat to the United States. But in these upcoming elections, if you continue on the same path we are, this is going to go exponentially off the roof. Now, members of the bipartisan House China Select Committee have released a memo detailing how the U.S. has failed to combat Chinese infiltration. And it could get worse, as they say. Well, duh. Take a look at what's been happening across America. Take a look at the agricultural and the Chinese buying agricultural. Take a look at the theft. Take a look at the cover-up of the China flu in Wuhan from the start of this administration, the Biden administration, a fraudulent administration, where finally IC, the intelligence community, had whistleblowers who came out and objected. John Ratcliffe, Trump's Director of National Intelligence tried to highlight this, that the flu, China flu, COVID came from Chinese weapons lab in China, and that was all covered up. Hunter's laptop. In fact, he hoard himself out to China, to Russia, and to Ukraine with the help of his father. Now, he had a compromised, complicit, and criminal family and organization in the White House. And what else did he do? China. 
who's supposed to be our primary adversary. And who is our primary adversary? Well, he's compromised. So what does he do? He pushes wind power, solar power, electronic vehicles, all of which are now starting to blow up in his face. But who gains from that? China. Who controls most of the major rare minerals to produce those things? China. And who's threatening us with reducing the supplies of those minerals? China. And it even gets worse than that. The Department of Justice, our Department of Justice, and our Federal Bureau of Investigation not only cover up these actions, but hide these actions, and then purposely, purposely avoid prosecution of IRS tax penalties and other things, letting the statute of limitations run out. So if you don't think we have hell now, think about what hell is going to be here. Because right now we have a two-tiered justice system that's off, off the roof. The two-tiered justice system where parents, Catholics, others are labeled domestic terrorists. Mega supporters are labeled domestic terrorists. And attacked, persecuted, prosecuted, and investigated. Now, in a Newsweek article here in October, this is a Newsweek article now. And remember, Newsweek's not known for their strong conservative views. The FBI is setting the stage for all-out civil war so they can justify the seizure of our Second Amendment rights and justify suspension of civil and constitutional rights. That's my opinion. How else can we explain the fact that yet to date, they have failed to label BLM and Antifa as domestic terrorists? where BLMs come out and vocally supported Hamas, and where BLM and Antifa caused more than $2 billion instruction to damage. And now we're finding out more and more about the so-called informants and FBI members buried in the 6th January effort. It was all set up. There is a level of complicity and corruption and compromise in this administration, unlike any other administration since FDR. The article notes the federal government believes that the threat of violence and major civil disturbances in 2024 presidential election is so great that it has quietly created a new category of extremists that it seeks to track and counter. You know who those extremists are? Donald Trump's army of mega followers. So people who believe in the Constitution, a two-tiered justice system, freedom and independence, people who are mostly supportive of the military, okay, civil rights, constitutional rights. These are the ones who the FBI is tracking, according to this article. It says the challenge for the FBI, the primary federal agency charged with law enforcement, is to pursue and prevent what it calls domestic terrorism without direct reference to political parties or affiliations. Even though the vast majority of its current anti-government investigations are who? Is it a cartels? Is it China? Is it the terrorists that Chris Frey tells us we need to be warned about and that the terror threats raised wild the ceiling? No. It's Trump supporters. Trump supporters, which, according to current polls, brings a hell of a lot of Democrats in with them. What does, what does the FBI data show? From the president down, president on down, the Biden administration has presented Trump and MAGA as an existential threat to American democracy. And you've seen this recently in the talking points the Democrats have put out through the cows on the view, through other 
all the mainstream media outlets, some socialist media outlets, they all talk about Trump as a dictator. This is them, again, using cognitive warfare to project what they're doing onto others. Do as I say, not as I do. Right after January 6th, the FBI co-authored a restricted report called Domestic Violent Extremists Emboldened in the Aftermath of the Capitol Breach. Elevated domestic terrorism threat of violence likely amid political transitions and beyond. In which it shifted the definition of a weird term, agave, okay, anti-government, anti-authority, violent extremism, okay, from furtherance of ideological agendas to furtherance of political and social agendas. Again, this is pure projection. So the FBI is taking and using the authorities of the state, our laws, unconstitutionally, to then, as Stalin did, as Lenin did, as Mao did, as Fidel Castro did, then to project and create a false narrative and projection of who the enemy of the state is. You can't get more of a tyrannical state than that. And that is our current state. That's where we're at right now. And the article goes on to say, this was a subtle change, but little noticed, but a gigantic departure from the Bureau. Trump and his army of supporters were acknowledged as a distinct category, domestic violent extremists. Now, this is Newsweek reporting this, remember? It's not some far-right organization. Okay. And by the way, anything's called far-right, it's probably just middle of the road. Because the left's going so far, far left, they're off the charts. <laughs> it goes on to say the FBI sees threats is also a plane uh, from the way they categorize them. The shift subtly days after the events of 6 January comes to what the Bureau calls, as I mentioned, the agave through Trump and mega are never mentioned in the official description. It's obvious to who they're targeting. So here you have, in recent evidence, and also testimony on the Hill, the director of the FBI purposely avoiding explanations of his organization's targeting of Catholics, going into church confessionals, going in to talk to priests, to compromise them, to get them as sources. You have the lawfare of the Department of Justice taking on multiple different cases against the Trump administration. And you have recently here Dick Durbin, Senator Dick Durbin, blocking the Senate from subpoenaing Epstein's list, Epstein's list of clients, and also testimony that's put forth from Chris Frey with multiple questions by both sides of Congress. What are you doing? Where's the list? And no answers. It's block, block, and object, and say, we'll get back to you. There's never any answers here. It's cover-up, it's compromise, it's complicit, it's criminal in my mind. It's completely disgusting. Now, before I move to the next topic, the hell is coming. It's important to understand the hell that's here. The hell that's here didn't get here overnight. The hell that's here has been growing for the last six decades. From the 1950s forward, the left has methodically planned they have learned and understood how to build the proper strategy, build a proper implementation plan, and then execute it in a methodical manner. They use ideology, they use religion, and they use issues. And this is the essence of the cognitive war. 
we've seen the ideology come out from the BLM and Antifa. BLM, Black Lives Matter, far left. Antifa says anti-fascist, but they are fascists, which is also far left. You've seen the religious aspects come out here most recently with Hamas, where you have this Ivy League, Ivy League presidents failing to condemn the massacre and genocide of Jews and failing to protect their Jewish students. Okay, so you have a mixture of ideological aspects and religious aspects where the far left applauds and supports the radicalization of religion to what? To persecute, prosecute, and murder others. Why? Because it's about power and subjugation. And then you have the issues, like the indoctrinization in our schools of our children, the drag queens, okay, the grooming of our children, the transgenderism issue, which isn't about transgender rights. It's about the subjugation of people's rights and canceling other people if they don't agree, as I was recently at the Army War College where I lectured. I lecture there each year, and for the fast last five years, I've lectured there. And this year, as I talked about the use of ideology, religion, and issues, I use the transgender issue to identify how it's being used and weaponized, not to advance rights, but to cancel rights. So what happened? I was canceled. They refused to pay me for my services for that day. And at one point, I was told by one of the two instructors who brought me into lecture, they wanted to perp walk me out of the building because someone said I was declaring hate speech. Now, get this. This is at the Army War College. And I'm going to go into this in another program separately. But this is at one of our elite military institutions. And you have a couple colonels who made a decision, an emotional decision, to remove me, abrogate my civil constitutional rights, abrogate their oath of office to protect and defend the United States Constitution, and then take it upon themselves to illegally then not decide to pay me for my services. Okay, and this is at our military institutions where they're now indoctrinating them. And my concern there, as you can see, in the hell that's here with the DEI, the CRT and other things that's going on in the defense, the race quotas and other things going on in defense. What's happening here is they're moving our military from an organization which takes an oath to protect and defend our constitution not an individual, to now subjugating themselves to an ideology instead of emotions, okay, much like the CCP, much like the former Soviet Union, much like the Cuban army and other fascists. The th real danger there, and the lesson I take away from my being canceled, okay, at the Army War College this year, is that this is the same type of military that, that would take up a gun and shoot American civilians for demonstrating and protesting and practicing their freedom of expression and expressing their constitutional rights. They so willingly did this to me, do you think they're not going to do it to you? And each year when I teach at this class, I talk about, and I ask them, does in, in your generation, I expect there will be a, a major civil disturbance and disruption. And when I ask them that, I says, do you have two choices then? You can either take an action to then quell the civil disturbance and disruption, but you have to ask yourself, is it going to be a legal order or an illegal order? You put your life on the line and you offer to sacrifice your life for the nation. I asked them, will you be willing to sacrifice your job 
okay, by walking away from an illegal order. And it's always like a pin could drop in the room because they never expect that type of question. But that's where we are, Americans. That's where we are. So before I go on to the next statement and come back and talk about the hell that's coming, <clears throat> make sure that you listen to America Out Loud Talk Radio because it plays here on the iHeart Radio Network. You can also listen to us on any media player from any web browser anywhere in the world. We have the best-in-class applications on Apple, Android, Alexis, and all of them stream 24-7. So you can go to the AmericanOutloud.news website, get all the details and podcasts at any time. I'll be right back. The buildup of spike proteins is dangerous to your health. Global Healing's foreign protein cleanse detoxes your body, removing the spike proteins, allowing your body to repair from within. Formulated by Dr. Edward Group and by Dr. Brian Artis, Foreign Protein Cleanse targets and detoxes spike proteins in the body. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? The answer is stay healthy with Cofix RX. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? Cofix has some great news. Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard Dr. McCullough talk about. Cofix RX is already famous for a powerful virus hostile nasal solution. And now we have a throat spray too. crush those nasty germs before they become a problem. With known antiviral support ingredients like povidone iodine, xylitol, and vitamin D3, you can feel a little safer. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order, you'll receive 25% off the entire purchase. Just click the Cofix RX banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Don't forget OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Changing the world one person at a time. Here, we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. We know that if America fails, the world will fail. It is incumbent upon us to carry the torch for liberty. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. Welcome back to the National Security Hour on the American Outlaw Talk Radio Network. Now we're talking about the hell that's coming and the hell that's here related to the 2024 elections. I could go on for hours about the hell that's here, but you're living it. You're living it, unfortunately, every single day. Every single day you turn on the TV. Every single day you go to the grocery store to buy something. Okay, you're living it. So we're going to move on to this last section, this last segment in this episode. But the hell is coming. In this ongoing domestic and global cognitive war, if we fail to realize what's actually happening, which most Americans do not realize, they're just trying to figure out why are we in such a hellish situation. But it's planned, it's purposeful, it's driven purposeful to chaos and anarchy. Why? To create fear, to create, create confusion, 
in order to create terror than subjugate. My experience from the Army War College to all the other things we talked about, what's going on with the Biden administration, et cetera, Biden economics, and the complete failure of our national security system here in the United States with open borders, as well as the world with all the wars in such a dramatic fashion just the last three years, I ought to tell you something. But that's just the start. That's just the start. The hell is coming. The hell is coming. I've written about numerous times here. And the article is both on AmericaOutloud.news, but also talk about here on this program. I've talked about this in America's Armageddon, Part 2, Coming to America. You've seen the director of FEI just recently testify about the open borders and the massively increased terrorist threat. Why? Because of Hamas. Excuse me. And Hamas's attack in Israel. And that there's a potential for these massive types of attacks to take place here. The FBI terror watch list has seen a number, record number of illegal immigrants captured on the border. In an Epic Times article on October 22nd, said the Biden administration's border policies have only come under criticism after the border officials announced Saturday a record number of illegal immigrants on the terror watch list were apprehended in the last 12 months. According to the U.S. Customs and Border Patrol, 18 people from the federal terrorist watch list were encountered on between ports of entry and at the southern border in September, bringing the total to 169 encounters in fiscal year 2023. Now, fiscal year for the government ends in September. Since the Hamas terrorists launched 7 October, with more than 1,400 Israelis murdered, okay, the increased threat of terrorism has grown substantially. Okay, so you have to take a look. You have across the U.S., 9 million Illegals coming to the country. Okay. Nine million illegals come to the country. It's 180,000 per state. You take 1% of that. Okay. 1% of that number of people per state. And you can imagine that being an army. So let's cut it down further. Let's say we'll just look at the gotaways. You have a 1.6 million gotaways. That's 32,000 per state. 1% of that's 320. Per state. That's an amazing number. And if you think that Hamas only had 1,400 folks do what they did to Israel, okay, an army of 1,400 do what they did to Israel, you can imagine what you would have if you had these types of folks unleashed across the different states in the Union. The police forces would be overwhelmed, the National Guard elements would be overwhelmed, and be sheer chaos and terror. But that's where we're heading. Taxes. The hell that's coming, as I said, the tsunami from these illegals is, is not going to be felt, but it's starting to be felt, but it's going to be exponentially large. You do a little math. Do a little math here and follow me. Nine million illegals, two kids each, plus 27 million. Okay, that's about 27 million. So 27 million for the illegals that are here now in the next couple of years. The average cost to raise a child is 350,000, but I'll use, let's say 250,000. 
that's a seven to ten trillion dollar impact. Seven to ten trillion dollar impact because there's no infrastructure, social services, healthcare, education, etc., for these people. Or education. But you're gonna pay for it. Now let's add the 30 million Americans who are already 30 million illegals who are already here. Now, if you take that same statistic and take a couple of kids for each, the impact for the United States, you American citizens, is going to be 14 to 20 trillion dollars, 14 to 20 trillion dollars. Okay. And you haven't felt this impact, but you're seeing it and you're going to see it even more. You're seeing it in the inflation and other stuff. And we talked about the record number of illegals that come across and the terrorist watch list. Healthcare. Healthcare, our hospitals are currently overwhelmed. Try to go into an emergency room today. See how long you have to wait. Take a look around the emergency room. Where do you think these illegals go when they need healthcare? When they have an emergency or not, they go to the emergency rooms. And by law, they have to be treated. Who pays for that? You do. The healthcare costs are going to go exponentially off this roof. Why? Because we do not have the number of doctors. You're not having the number of hospitals, emergency rooms to take on this massive influx of 9 million plus more people without something giving way. Take a look at your schools. Take a look at what's happening in your schools. Look at the classrooms. You start to see migrants being housed in hotels and stuff in smaller to larger cities. And the schools being given notice that they're going to get an influx of students. Where do you think those resources are going to come from? Where do you think those resources are going to come from? So you have surging enrollment, exploding costs. It's a, a ma massive expense to cover the cost for these illegal immigrants. But if you remember, in the 2020 election, every Democrat on stage, when asked who would provide free health care for illegals, all raise their hand. Well, do you Americans get free health care? Do our veterans get free health care? No. Do our homeless veterans get subsistence and support? Do our 25 million uh, white and 8 million black poor get subsistence and help and free things? No. So you have 30-something million Americans, as I talked about up front, 30-something million Americans below the poverty line, and they're all being pushed aside. For the 9 million that are coming in, and they're even flooding more into the gates and through the doors right now. According to this article, in a Federalist, in a, uh, November 9th, in 2021, Illinois created its first health care program for alien residents over 65. Subsequent expansive and made to individuals above 42 for eligible benefit. As one might expect, the exploding enrollment has exploding costs. Spending estimates grew fivefold in the span of three months from 220, 220 million to 1.1 billion. The spiraling enrollment and expenses would not surprise those who recognize how generous welfare benefits can serve as a migrant magnet. Testing before Congress in 1993, Hillary Clinton said that benefits under the proposed health care legislation should apply, not apply to illegal immigrants. Okay, remember, this is Hillary saying this in 1993, but they do. The Illinois program estimated the cost of $2 million in three short years 
now risen to $550 million. Vulnerable citizens have to wait for care, as I mentioned. These costs go to the illegals. But what happens to the multiple people who are poor in the United States themselves? They don't get this. At the time of this story, uh, one person had to wait more than three years for access to personalized care for his needs. What do you think that's going to do to the waiting time for these people? They're going to go out through the roof. The education system. We've seen the level of indoctrination that the left has tried to perpetuate. We've seen the results of that indoctrination when you've seen the massive student riots and demonstrations at not only 2020 with the BLM Antifa riots, but more recently with the massive pro-Palestinian demonstrations across our Ivy Leagues and colleges and harassment of Jews. What do you think is going to happen with the indoctrination and grooming and pushing of items such as transgenderism? There's no longer a sex called women. They have no rights anymore. Children, children who can't buy a pack of cigarettes, buy a bottle of booze, or go to the store and buy certain things itself can now get sex changes at request. It's a world upside down. And you think that hell's not only here, it's coming, it's going to get much worse. The tyranny, the weaponization of our national security. You've seen what's happened, and many of the Democrats and far-left liberals are applauding what's happening to Trump. But just wait, they're coming for you. They're coming for you next. Because that's what happens. Now, let's take a look here in our weaponization of our national security. As I talked about in the last segment here, the increased indoctrination of our military. In the American Thinker, in uh, December, they wrote an article on this. It said, critical theory and intersectionality spawned out of Marxist scholarship have grown into legal studies, history, education, social science, and military studies. It undergrids identity politics, which has been institutionalized in the Air Force through what they call barrier analysis working groups, barrier analysis working groups, or BOGs. The Air Force, our Air Force, has established seven BOGs for what? Black employment disability, Hispanic action, indigenous nations, LGBT plus, Pacific Islander, women's initiatives. You know what? The whole purpose of the military in the melting pot called America is not us versus them. What's our military doing? They're indoctrinating, they're dividing, they're creating things. Now, why are they doing this? As I said, from my perspective, it's to drive them from abiding by their oath to the constitution to becoming the arm of the far left to, to subjugate. Now, the article says in 2021, extremist stand down is a good example. Not once, not once during these stand downs did they mention Islamic extremism or how support for the Marxist Black Lives Matter is incompatible with military service. Not once. Nor did the stand down facilitators mention the airmen in Utah who's caught and it's military-issued gas masks throwing Molotov cocktails at police cars during a BLM riot. During these bridge chats, airmen are organized into small groups, the article says, to lean in and discuss hard topics, such as race, sexuality, unconscious bias, microaggressions, social-emotional learning. This is what they're teaching at our military, not just the academies, but every day on the institutions. 
what the hell's going on here? There's an exclusive report in the Epic Times by a retired army officer who said he was barred from publicly recognizing woke policies are harming recruits. The article says the Pentagon is aware of how progressive policies are contributing to the Army's failing short, shortening its recruiting goals. It's not just Army, it's Air Force, it's Navy, it's Marines. Who wants to go into the military service, especially if you're a woman, when you don't know if, who's coming into your bathroom, who's coming into your, your uh, barracks at night? More than a year after replying on behalf of the Army's Recruiting Command to an inquiry from the Epic Times about the sergeants, about Army recruiting struggles, this Major Charles Spears reached out again. Spears wanted to share this, this whistleblower or this person, wanted to share the unbridled explanation of the state of recruiting the Army, which finished with 2023, 55,000 new recruits significantly shorter than the 65,000 in the name for. He said, quote, when the Army went draconian over COVID, the Secretary Lloyd Austin mandated the vaccine that nailed the coffin shut for me as I watched firsthand how authoritarianism was rising to a new level in the ranks. You have it at Army War College. You have it at our war colleges. You have it at our academies, DEI, CRT, all those other types of indoctrinization. Think of what they did to your kids in kindergarten. Think of what they're doing to your kids with transgenderism, grooming. Okay. Look what the Chinese are doing in Confucius Institutes. Okay. This is planned. It's been pre-planned because a lot of this DEI, CERT stuff started day one of the Biden administration. Just didn't appear automatically. It is planned. Now, FBI political bias. The hell is coming. Think of what's going to happen in the future if we don't overhaul our national security, our weaponized national security. 30 former FBI agents, including the retired deputy assistant director, head of counterterrorism, and five SWAT team members have spoken out publicly in support of the suspended FBI whistleblower, Stephen Friend. This is an article in the New York Post, September of 28th, where an ex-FBI agent, Stephen Friend, stood up and was a whistleblower to expose the agency's political bias. Here you have 30 former agents and others standing up to him. My question for those who are serving in the FBI today, where the hell are the rest of you? But it's also not just the FBI. It's the CIA. It's the Office of Director of National Intelligence. It's the full Department of Defense, full Department of Justice. The hell is coming is going to be expanded and crippling when you also consider what they'll do to the Supreme Court. Federal mandates, federal mandates, subjugating states' rights and individual rights will come out in legions. Will come out in legions. Okay, they'll pack the Supreme Court. They use this to censor, to control the cancer, because we didn't even cover, we didn't even cover what happened with the socialist media companies and the efforts by FBI, DHS, CIA, and others to subjugate and cancel and then block people from communicating, including the President of the United States, Donald Trump. You now have thought police. You now have complete censorship. You have law being pushed to remove our civil and constitutional rights. And you have regulations being put in place to control your stove, your car, your life, your purchases, 
how you eat, breed, and think. America's Armageddon is coming, folks. If not, it's already here. In the last couple of episodes, we covered the avoiding the emotional traps, abortion, race, and religion. And if you're going to go with those religion, different issues, focus on them in a specific way. Talk about the facts. And then for the upcoming elections, let's focus on the facts. Again, not emotion. Let's talk about the before and after, the hell that's here. Trump and Biden. People see that. From world security to energy security to the comprised, complicit, and criminal. And the weaponization of our justice system. And lastly, let's avoid the hell that's coming. Terrorism, taxes, illegals, inflation, healthcare, education, social services, and tyranny. This is, this is a precursor to what we're going to talk about more in the new year here. But if we don't fix the 2024 elections, for sure the hell is coming. We'll outbeat by spades the hell that's here. I'm here on the NAS Security Hour to tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. I will go outside of the fog of the daily chaos to give you a strategic perspective on our security issues and speak truth to power, the power of we the people. So we together, we together can best ensure the resilience and security of our republic. Thanks for joining us on the mission. NASA Security Hour is the tip of the spear in the epic battle to defend the United States. Of America.